Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What's going on? Thank you so much. Pay like a million dollars. Shout out TMZ, are you up? Let me check out that ring. TMZ stands for the Mayweather Zone. How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. I love my TMZ family. My sports <laughs> Welcome to TMZ Sports. Michael Babcock is out, which means the triumvirate has returned. Mojo Butati, Lucas Woodman, and Edward Lewis. Fellas, we are kicking off today's show with just one question. Where in the world are Travis and Taylor? Lucas, you know, fill the beans. Yeah, so surprisingly, Travis, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift have not been together since the Super Bowl because Taylor's been overseas doing her Eras tour, and Travis has, you know, been kind of all over the place. But it turns out he's finally connecting with her because, um, you know, earlier this week, he decided he was going to go back to Vegas for a little bit. He was also in L.A., but then we found out that he was heading to Hawaii to make his way over to Sydney to finally hang out with Taylor Swift and go catch her shows and return the favor because we all know she was at all of his games in the playoffs, and so now they get to actually, you know, switch the tables a little bit. But um, Taylor, on the other hand, she has been kind of doing a little bit of tourism herself while she's been waiting for her man to come. Uh, she was spotted at the zoo. Um, and she also went to dinner with uh, her opening act, Sabrina Carpenter, who's also a very good pop star in her own right. Um, so she's been kind of keeping it low key a little bit, but I think the, the big stuff is gonna come once Travis is finally in Australia. Yeah, I mean, we're all kind of assuming that in the newsroom here that once Kelsey finally arrives, they'll do the opera house, they'll do the big bridge there, maybe see some more sights. But I do wonder, Travis is kind of like a big softy a little bit. And I, I got to imagine that he wanted to go to the zoo. You know what I mean? He seems like a guy that would really get along with koala bears and, and all those uh, uh, kind of cutesy animals. So I wonder if he, uh, if they had like kind of a pack there, maybe they, they returned back. But yeah, it seems he's going to be there for the long haul, guys. I mean, she has four shows in Sydney, like you just said, Lucas. And then they, they immediately go to Singapore uh, a few days after for another additional set of shows. So I got to imagine with Kelsey being kind of smack dab in the middle of the offseason, OTA is still a few weeks away, that he stays there throughout Sydney and Singapore. And maybe they just go on over to the WWE show because WWE's over there right now. It seems like something that would make sense. I would for, love that. For... <laughs> that would be fantastic. All right, fellas, moving right along, but staying within football, we went from talking about a couple that was in love. Let's take it to talk to a couple that is officially out of love. Lucas Wedman, who am I talking about? Tom Brady and Giselle Bündchen. Remember when they were together? It feels like that was forever ago. But, um, you know, these two, they actually had such a high-profile relationship, but then they split up, and people were thinking wow, there's not a lot going on here, but we're actually finally getting the fireworks now because Giselle Bündchen re recently opened up and said that she started dating her uh, jiu-jitsu instructor, Joaquin Valente, in June, okay? Here's the thing. Our sources tell us 
and this is very spicy. They said, and I'm gonna quote this because it's, it's too good not to say. They said they should add 2021 after June, then the headline would be accurate. When they announced divorce in October 2022, Giselle fled to Costa Rica for two months. Joaquim flew there with her, with her for two months. She takes her jujitsu training seriously, LOL. So yeah, finally we're getting people from Tom Brady's camp just being like, hey, Everyone saw this. I mean, there were pictures all over the place. You know, Joaquin picking her up from the airport and, and hanging out with her kids all the time. And they kept swearing up and down. Look, no, he's just here. He's a family friend. He's training the kids in jujitsu. But now they're calling BS on all of it. And it, it's pretty crazy considering that these two, for the most part, have been very peaceful. Yeah, that's what I find the most interesting about this is when they got that initial divorce, it was very, very amicable. I mean, I remember both of them posting their Instagram pages saying they, they loved each other, they loved their relationship, they had just grown apart or whatever. Uh, now, I know I know Tom isn't the one obviously giving us this quote, but it's people close to Tom. And obviously Tom's camp feels kind of burned by this. I, I think I think that maybe they believe that, that Joaquin Valente maybe had a part in breaking them up somehow. Who knows? But like you said, Lucas, we've seen them together for months, if not years now. Uh, and it's always seemed a little bit more romantic than just somebody that's an MMA teacher teaching uh, Giselle and the kids how, how to wrestle and how to how to throw down. But I found it very interesting that that even Tom has kind of moved on. You know, we've seen him dating Irina Shayk over the summer, and yet he still, or at least people in his camp, still appear to be kind of bitter about how this whole Joaquin Valente uh, situation was handled. Yeah, I mean, the timeline is definitely interesting. I mean, obviously, we're talking about a superstar pairing here, one of the most famous men on the planet, one of the most famous women on the planet. Whenever they officially decided to announce this thing to the public, you got to think that whatever was happening had been happening for a very long time, that they knew that this was the route that they were going to be going down, that maybe they were separated internally for a year, two years. Who knows exactly uh, what that looked like? But uh, yeah, this is the interesting part here, whereas that part's not surprising exactly like you guys said. I agree. It's very interesting why you would bring this up now. That's the part I'm failing to understand. What is your incentive? I mean, even if you got your feelings hurt or you were a little offended by the, the timeline that was reported, Tom Brady, a unanimously loved guy. What do you essentially have to gain by making a comment like this? I just don't get it. Coming up next on TMZ Sports, Marshawn Lynch cuts a deal in his Las Vegas DUI case. Find out what the terms are next on TMZ Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, where the triumvirate has returned. Mojo Mutati, Lucas Whitman, and Edward Lewis. 
fellas, Marshawn Lynch has finally cut a deal in his Las Vegas DUI case. Edward, you got the scoop. What's up? Yeah, before I kind of tell you about this unique agreement he reached with prosecutors today, I want to obviously go back to the initial arrest that he sustained in Sin City. Uh, this happened way back in August 2022. We, we were all over this story at the time. You'll recall he was accused of driving his GT Mustang uh, drunkenly through the streets before uh, parking it and falling asleep behind the wheel. Uh, we actually have police body cam of, of the confrontation he had with cops uh, following him uh, uh, falling asleep. And it's a crazy video. Let's Let's play that first before I kind of tell you how the resolution uh, happened on Wednesday. Oh, this is your last chance. Step out of the vehicle for us. Everything is understandable. Okay. So if you understand, go ahead and step out for us. Is why will I not be pulled out? All right. Go to get on your stomach. Roll over. Hands behind your back. No more games today. What kind of games? Cause I'm not moving. He does smell like alcohol. Oh, I do smell like alcohol. Yep. So right now you're being arrested for the suspicion of DUI. So yeah, at the time it was just a crazy story. I mean, you saw it here. Uh, his car was dismantled. Cops were pulling him out of the car. Uh, his, his attorneys argued at the moment that, look, he wasn't actually driving. He was asleep. So whether he was drunk or not is relevant to DUI, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, he was charged with DUI and a couple other charges. Well, in court, he was supposed to go to trial today, uh, but he cut a deal with prosecutors just prior to the, to the trial. And it's kind of a unique one. It, it, it's, it's unlike most that we see. Uh, usually a, a defendant will plead guilty or or plead no contest or something, and then uh, in exchange, the prosecutors will do something. Well, in this case, he basically has made a deal where if he uh, completes a series of conditions, uh, the charge from DUI will lower to a reckless driving charge, which is obviously significant for a former NFL star who doesn't want that on his record. Some of the conditions he has to complete include DUI school, a victim impact panel, an alcohol evaluation, 200 hours of community service, and he has to stay out of trouble for one year. Uh, now, if he does all that, like I said, uh, prosecutors are willing to drop all the rest of the charges. They're willing to reduce the DUI to reckless driving, uh, and he'll be good to go. Now, uh, on the flip side of that, if he doesn't do any of that, he is really in big trouble here. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll be remaining a, a DUI charge, and he'll, in fact, he'll be convicted of it, and then maybe face some jail time. So uh, it's a big deal for him. He, ha he has to keep his nose clean for the next 12 months, and he'll be good. If not, we could see him behind bars. And hopefully he does keep his nose clean because when people think about Marshawn Lynch, yes, he has had some issues in the past, but also he is still a very beloved NFL figure. And it, I feel like there's a lot of people who don't have anything bad to say about the guy. So I mean, he also has massive st uh, star potential off the field as well. I mean, he just started in this huge movie, uh, Bottoms, in 2023. The opportunities are limitless for him. But I, I feel like if anything else continues, you know, legally or, or any other trouble, you know, he might lose those. Yeah, I mean, this has got to be like the DUI deal of the decade, right? I mean, to get reduced from a DUI to just reckless driving, like that is massive. That's kind of a, a life-changing uh, charge right there. I mean, that is going to be unbelievable. Like you said, Lucas, I mean, this is a guy that does a lot of endorsements, a lot of brand deals, partnerships, all of these things outside of the game, and they are extremely lucrative for him. I mean, he makes a lot of money doing these, and he's one of the few players that has been able to sustain these kind of deals years after he was done playing because he is such a beloved player. So having this reduced and DUI taken off of his record is going to go an extremely, extremely long way for him. 
guys want to talk about Harrison Butker for a second, making a just unbelievable gesture uh, to the families of the victims of the Kansas City shooting at the parade. Edward, you got the story, what's up? Yeah, so Lisa Lopez Galvin is the woman who lost her life tragically in the shooting last week at the Kansas City Chiefs' Super Bowl parade. Uh, and at the time that she was gunned down, she was wearing a Harrison Butker jersey. Uh, we've later learned that Butker was her favorite player. Uh, if that sounds unique, it's because it is. Uh, normally kickers aren't fans' his favorite player, but he's a man of faith and she was too. And so she really, really respected him. And obviously he's a tremendous kicker. He made four field goals in Super Bowl that helped the Chiefs beat the 49ers. Well, her family decided that after this, they wanted her to be buried in a Butker jersey to pay homage to her fandom. Uh, but obviously, it's it's not Patrick Mahomes, it's not Travis Kelsey. His jersey is hard to find. Well, Butker got word that her family wanted his request for her burial, and he sent them a jersey. Uh, and Lucas can read it here, but he sent a statement uh, uh, explaining it all why. It's, it's very touching. Absolutely, and it's one of those things that you touched up on earlier, that it has a lot more to do with her being a Chiefs fan, but also their faith. The statement reads, murder is a sin that cries out to God for vengeance, and I pray the men involved in this tragedy will be brought to justice. Hearing that she was a fan of my outspokenness for our shared Catholic faith makes us even more personal. I am honored to provide a jersey to the family for her to wear. While the family is mourning their loss and grappling with their numerous injuries, I will continue to pray for their healing in the repose of Lisa's soul. Very, very strong stuff coming from Harrison. And now her funeral is supposed to take place on Friday and Saturday. It's unclear if Bucker will be there, but I think we all expect at least some sort of representation from the Chiefs to be there. But again, like Lucas said, touching moment from Bucker for, for Lisa. Uh, you know, a lot of times fans will support a certain player for what they're able to do on the field. Uh, you know, and again, you always look to maybe scoring positions or positions of impact kickers, not usually at the top of the list, but you know, there are instances where fans really resonate with a player because of what they're doing off the field, things that matter to them, what they stand up for, uh, what they believe in. And this is just a perfect example of that. And uh, I think this is an awesome move by Harrison. I think there's probably going to be some more things to come and that this might just be the beginning. I mean, this has got to be incredibly touching for him as a player. He's probably not in this situation a lot, but being able to make a difference to this family in their extreme time of need, maybe their greatest time of need, is just an awesome thing for him to be able to step up and, and do something here. Again, I think there will be more to come, but it is at least a nice thing to see in just such a terrible situation. All right, fellas, moving right along, and I got yet another question for you guys. Does tennis translate to pickleball. Well, Jeannie Burchard and our own Edward Lewis have the answer. Give us the scoop. Yeah, according to one of the biggest women's tennis stars in the world, no. <laughs> we got her out at Super Bowl <laughs> week in Las Vegas, and she straight up said her skills with the racket do not translate when she picks up the pickle paddle. Take a listen. It's pickleball crazy. Yes. Are you really good at it? So I'm not good yet. I need to practice Hi. more. People think there's an automatic right. transition from tennis to pickleball, and there's not. It's a completely different sport. It requires different skills. Um, so I'm practicing, and I'm going to get better. But everyone I know plays pickleball. Everyone I know is obsessed. And so I'm just very happy to be a part of something that's just like taking over the country. Is it kind of frustrating that like I'm a professional <laughs> athlete, and this regular dude is beating me? Are yes. Yes, because they practice it for longer. So the pickleball pros are like crazy good, and they've been focusing on pickleball for years. And I've just started a couple months ago. So it's like totally. 
totally different. And even like older people are better than me right now, but I'm gonna get there, just wait. Hey, now just so you're familiar, she, she joined the PPA Tour, which is a pro league for pickleballers just a couple months ago. And she's been a little humble there. I mean, if you watch any of her highlights, she is ridiculously good at this sport. I guess it's just when you come from being one of the most dominant women's tennis players, maybe of our generation, uh, she's not as good as she wants to be. But still, uh, it's crazy, right, Lucas? Yeah, it's crazy, but I can't stop thinking about how I, I I'm so against pickleball as a longtime tennis player. I, I hate seeing all my courts being turned into pickleball courts and I have nowhere to play tennis anymore. I think the people who play pickleball over tennis can't play tennis. And that's my answer because I think tennis players can't play pickleball, pickleball players can't play tennis or else they would be playing tennis. It's a gentleman's sport. I love it and I can't find anywhere to play. So I'm mad, boo. Well, Locust, how are you gonna handle this brother? Does this mean you're going to, uh venture into the world of pickleball? Are you gonna cave eventually? Or are you just gonna hold strong? No, I'm gonna hold strong because I don't wanna go to a retirement home or all these other courts that I used to go to all the time for tennis just to be able to tr transform my talents to this new sport. Because <laughs> it's gonna be yeah, out of here in what? Two, two years or so, people are not gonna be playing pickleball. Wow, putting a cap on it. Just two years for maybe the country's fastest growing sport. I mean, you're right, pickleball is everywhere. So, and again, uh, her coming in, Jeannie coming in, she's not going against any slouches. She's she's going against pros that are in a professional league that are doing this day in, day out. Uh, you might think the sport's the same. Obviously, a lot of differences here if you're asking one of the best. So, yeah, I mean, she loses one single match. That's uh, not going to go well for her ego. Fellas, spring training is underway, which means it is time for MLB oddities. We're coming in hot. We're coming in with masked windows. We're coming in with Red Star, Ellie De La Cruz, Lucas Whitman, tell us about this broken glass. So this is actually a really funny moment. So there was a live batting practice session uh, between De La Cruz, obviously one of the best hitters for the Reds, against Hunter Green, who is a star pitcher for the Reds. And so everyone was really interested in this showdown because they wanted to see these two go up against each other, two very young, really big stars, talented guys. And as it turns out, during this big showdown, De La Cruz hit a foul ball into the parking lot and it hit none other than Hunter Green's car. And if you look at it right there, that is some damage, but they joked about it afterwards and De La Cruz said, look, dude, I'm not paying for it because uh, you make more than I do. Yeah, I mean, what are the odds of this? First of all, Ellie didn't make him park there, right? That's not his fault. This is practice. You can't be held accountable for where these balls are gonna fly to. I mean, that's not on you, honestly. That might be a situation where the team has to step in and handle this i mean at the same time maybe if you're throwing uh, better strikes you won't even find yourself in this position so maybe it's maybe it's on the pitcher i'd just say it's an equal blame here ed what do you think i mean something tells me both ellie de la cruz and hunter green can afford the 200 dollars windshield That's you know the what point, I, mean? <laughs> like, I mean these guys are two of the biggest superstars of the mlb the two of the youngest biggest superstars I, I i think they can handle it but you're right i would expect the reds to if not pay for it how about they put up some sort of screen or netting to prevent something like this in the future no obviously it is extremely clear that these guys aren't speaking the same language when it comes to this thing. Moving right along to a couple of guys who are speaking the same language, or at least trying to. 
Shohei Otani being one of them. Edward, what you got for us? Yeah, so the Dodgers have a have a, have a real multilingual team this year. Uh, they added Teoscar Hernandez. Obviously, you know Shohei Otani is a Dodger now. And they also added Yoshinobu Yamamoto to their squad. Uh, all three, they speak, in addition to English, they speak uh, different languages. Well, Teoscar is now trying to teach Shohei and Yoshinobu how to speak Spanish. And it actually seemed to go okay. Listen to this. Buenos días. Buenos días. Dodgers. Buenos días, fanatic. You can see that Shohei's actually pretty good and Yoshinobu is, is picking it up as well. I mean, Yoshinobu just came from Japan a few months ago to, to LA, so uh, if he's obviously a little bit more behind than, than Shohei is, but man, it's crazy. These three are now new members of Dodgers and seem to be all getting along. I think this spells good for Dave Roberts' squad. Yeah, who needs Rosetta Stone when you got these guys? I think they're going to probably learn a lot more uh, as the year goes on and, and learn some phrases and help each other out, but it's really cool to see everyone being able to connect in this way at a very early start because, look, you know, they just both joined the team so early on, so um, sky's the limit for these two, and I can't wait to see postseason and after in, in the next offseason what they're going to be saying on video for us. <laughs> we just got to get that pesky S on the end of that fanaticos, fanaticos with the with an S, he, he was dropping his S, so we, we got to get there. Uh, this is a fun thing in a locker room. Anytime you have international teammates, everybody coming together, trying to teach each other their own languages. I mean, usually it starts with the bad words, so uh, good thing these guys went another way with a greeting, which is probably <laughs> where you should start, but uh, always a good time in a locker room for sure. All right, everybody, that will do it for us today on TMZ Sports with Mojo Mutati, Lucas Whitman, and Edward Lewis. But fellas, sticking with the theme of the last segment, can anyone do our sign-off in a different language? We, we, we got something here, Luke, Lucas, Edward, what we got? Uh, it's, it's El Mejor Show de Ayer. I'll just say deuces. <laughs> Either way, we'll see you tomorrow where it'll be the best show since today.